0: You're listening to the Tumbling Saber Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Check us out on the web at starwarscommonwealth.com, on iTunes, Facebook, and Twitter, and take your first step into a larger world. For it, and I got it. Welcome everyone to our powerful friends feedback episode of The Last Jedi. Uh, Tis this season of giving, as it were, and boy, did you guys give so much so that you forced my hand to the point where I had I had to take all this great audio that I received from you guys, this stream of audio that seemed like it was never going to end, uh, and package it together into its own separate podcast. What a testament to a great group of, of Star Wars fans coming together uh, to create. Something truly special, to steal a quote from, from the dearly departed Snoke. Really, though, guys, this this is incredible. I, I, there's there's so much audio here to go through, and I'm I'm just so stoked that you guys took the time at some crazy hours of the day, when I'm sure your thoughts were just completely jumbled due to fatigue and just due to due to this crazy movie that we've all just been witness to over the last few days. Uh, so without me prattling on for too long, let's just jump right in. Uh, we're going to kick this bonus o- bonus episode off uh, in the wonderful land of Australia with Matt Keegan, who sends us a voice clip but then follows up with some additional thoughts via email, and I'll read those then. Uh, so let's check in with Matt Keegan. Well, me and the boys just got home, just saw The Last Jedi. <laughs> First reactions, I really, really liked it. Uh, wasn't what i expected so glad i avoided spoilers because there are so many surprises in here Uh, i'm not going to put any spoilers in this it's uh boys no put put the snake down mate hey because it's venomous mate leave it alone sorry that's me boys being silly um yeah really enjoyed it uh Really want to talk about the what went on, but can't.
1: Um, sorry, heads buzzing, spinning. Probably a silly idea trying to record something there. Um,
0: yeah, it's good. It's really good. So there goes Matt. And yeah, it's really good. There's a, a very blunt and honest sentiment. It's really good. Uh, but Matt felt the need to follow that up. And we know how how wordy Matt can be, given that he's a novelist and all, so uh, he provides some more comprehensive thoughts here, and they go a little like this. Hi guys, I sent you a recording, but it was just me buzzing off a Star Wars high, so I wanted to put something down now that I've had the time to dwell on it. My first reaction was one of enjoyment. I went in with the attitude that I believed Jason and Gabe from Blast Points would enter the viewing with. I wanted to absorb all the positivity from it and really get swept up in this event, and I believe their outlook has changed my viewing of the latest films. So I went to the opening day with my two sons, and they loved it just as much as me, which probably made me love it even more. For two years now, I've been specu- we've been speculating on what Luke's reaction would be to Ray as Ray hands uh, him his lightsaber, and when it ended in him tossing it over his shoulder, I knew we were in for a very different film. I laughed out loud in shock at that moment. It was great, and it only got better. Seeing Luke milk that space manatee and skull its lactic offering while glaring at Rey, almost daring her to react, was probably the most Star Wars thing I've ever seen in my life. It was so far out there that it worked. The movie had many surprises, and one of my no-way moments was the death of Snoke. Whilst everyone was concentrating on who he was and where he came from, no one expected him to bow out in Act 2. That was brilliant. Visually, it was a stunning film much more so than The Force Awakens, and the soundtrack is just sublime. John Williams just can't fail. This movie may have divided fans, but I also believe The Force Awakens did that, a fact which now has me wondering how JJ will top this. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Cheers, Matt. P.S. A Merry Christmas to all the Tumbling Saber fans out there, and also to Kyle, Corey, James, Ads, Bradley, Steve, Carlos, and M. Thanks for keeping us fans entertained with your constant contributions, much love and much love to you and yours matt and i i definitely echo a ton of those sentiments how does jj follow this up and i I like that some of the legs were kicked out from jj i love that snoke is gone and we're not going to get that rehash of of jedi with with the bad guy master and bad guy apprentice up against the good guy uh upstart i love that 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 is gone from snoke's arsenal now and yeah, the soundtrack is just sublime. It's incredible. The more I listen to it, the more it just gives the chills. Um, yeah, so Matt, thank you, sir. I hope, I hope your boys didn't get uh, nailed by snakes or spiders as you hammered out that email and voicemail. And up next, switching from one sunny locale to another, we go to San Diego, where Steve Kirk from the San Diego Sabres radio podcast chimes in. And he leaves us a nice lengthy voicemail, which again really encapsulates what a lot of us, other fans, had been feeling coming out of the movie. So let's check in with Steve.
2: Hi there, Kyle, Corey, James, Carlos, M, Steven, everyone at Tumbling Saber. This is Steve from the San Diego Sabers Radio Podcast. Wow, what a great Christmas present we just got from Ryan, Kathy, Pablo, and everyone at Lucasfilm this year, eh? I don't think I could be happier with this movie, to be honest. Now, Was it perfect? No, of course not. No movie ever is. There's too much subjectivity that goes along with a piece of entertainment. What's truly important is to measure how much we enjoyed it. So let me start by saying what sets this apart from all the other Star Wars films is that it really was a bold new take on the Star Wars movie saga. I think that'll be the long-term payoff here. Ryan took a huge chance that not only is paying off for most of us right now, but will continue to do so for years think of it like this, and let me put this in some perspective. The original and prequel trilogies were all George Lucas movies. The Force Awakens was done in a very episode four style, so we could say that was very George-esque. Now, set aside Rogue One, because it's not a main saga movie, and also its story was predestined, so it had a destiny in and of itself. So perhaps The Last Jedi is the first truly George-free, open-ended, free-range Star Wars movie that we've ever gotten. So, I suspect Ryan's movies will embolden those who continue to expand the Star Wars universe through books, movies, comics, etc. I think, I hope, this will help writers, authors, and future filmmakers feel more free to explore the Star Wars universe, as Kathy and Ryan have already alluded to what's going to happen in the new trilogy. This movie also shows what a huge Star Wars fan Ryan Johnson is. There were numerous small tie-ins with other parts of canon or him canonizing things himself, which were all call-outs for the fans. For example, Luke jumping on that tall pole and crossing to the other side, then using it to spear catch a fish. That is a direct link back to one of the stories in the Legends of Luke Skywalker novel. Then the opening scene of the movie, after the crawl, as we pan down to the radis in orbit over Dakar. That's the exact scene that Battlefront 2's latest DLC, Resurrection, ends with. It's very nice linkage there, very well done. And finally, we may still find more as we continue to view and analyze the movie, the scene where Finn, Rose, and DJ board Snoke's ship, they immediately have to grab uniforms from the ship's laundry. The use of the Imperial clothes iron is an homage to the old fan film, Hardware Wars. I'd be curious how many of us older fans picked up on that in their first viewing. I certainly did. And then Ryan confirmed this link over the weekend as well. Ryan also employed an unusual sense of humor. Unusual for a Star Wars film, that is. However, given how dense this movie was, and how many dark and emotional beats it had, it ultimately felt appropriate, I think. I might have felt some of the jokes were a little over the top. You know, the mom joke with Hux, for example. But I can't complain about them too much. It did force us to remember to breathe. Just breathe. A good reminder, because there were several moments where I realized I had actually held my breath, and I needed to restart that process. So you can pick apart the humor if you like, but why not simply enjoy it? The reunions were absolutely heart-touching. Those made me cry, and I'm not afraid to admit it. Even in the second and third viewings, I still cried. The Leia projection by R2 was wholly unexpected, A really nice touch in the gentlest of ways. And the reunion with Luke and Leia, which we all hoped for. I can't even remember if they said anything. The visual was just so strong for me, and that's what sticks with me. Now, as I said, nothing is perfect, right? Here are a couple things I could take some issues with. Let's start with Space Leia. Now, not the biggest fan of how this was done. One can certainly debate how long a human body can survive in space. Jedi were known to have, in legends at least, a type of force barrier which they could project around themselves. Could that have been a factor which Ryan subtly introduced? Since we have no visual indication, I guess we'll have to wait to see if he comments on that. It was, however, very emotional to watch Leia floating, presumably dead in space. Then, suddenly to see her icy hand twitch. Hope. Then she proceeds to float, almost on a wire, which felt awkward to me, back to the ship. Tear the scene apart if we must, but in the end, the intention was clearly to indicate that Leia does have some force abilities and use them to save herself. For the time being, I'm okay with accepting that the scene did indeed illustrate that, which is necessary for other beats in the film to work properly. So I can generally accept the scene for what it is and move on. There were some scene edits, which I noticed, which still irritate me. There were a couple of lightsaber scenes with Rey and Kylo individually, where in one moment, they were holding their lightsabers in a reverse grip, and then suddenly, in what is otherwise a fluid cut to a new angle, they're holding it in a forward grip. It's minor, and I bet most people wouldn't even notice. But I am the saber combat guy, right? These things jump out to me. I just, I don't like those little inconsistencies. Now, the bigger one, which is still probably minor, and I bet most people didn't notice, was when Poe confronts Holdo on the bridge of the Radis demanding an explanation for what is the plan. Initially, he's standing a couple of feet away from her. But then the camera cuts to new OTS shot, and suddenly they're nearly nose-to-nose. It's almost the equivalent of dropping frames in a video, where you jump from one point to another without that visual consistency. Maybe I'm being nitpicky, and I know I can be, trust me. But those things bug me. It's those things that once you see them, you can't unsee them. So let me wrap this up by saying how much I loved the ending with the little boy on Canto Bite. How touching. First, we see that he's a Force-sensitive child. Fantastic. But him having Rose's ring, the look on his face, the way he's looking to the stars, it goes to counter Leia's fear that the spark of hope has left the universe. This boy is the embodiment of, dare I say it, a new hope. Force children are still being born people do still have hope for a better future. The rebellion lives on. And on that note, I look forward to the weeks and months during which we're all going to watch this movie over and over, comment on it repeatedly. And now we have two years to see how J.J. wraps this all up. I think this bold take by Ryan also makes me even more excited to see what lies ahead in the new 10, 11, 12 trilogy. So for now... Let me wish Merry Christmas to everyone at Tumbling Saber, your families, your fans, your friends, and may the force be with you.
0: Well, I think Steve's words speak for themselves, right? I'm glad to hear your voice coming along nicely, Steve. Uh, I hope it's I hope it's fully back real soon, cuz we need to talk, sir. Uh yeah, I you know what you said, Steve? I think I think Johnson being a fan shied, shines through in Spades in this movie, and I I love all the references you brought up and I think it shows what the story group can be when it's at its best, and I, you know, I didn't pick up on the hardware wars homage, but that's fantastic. So if anything, if anything, thanks for that. Um, so there you go, Steve. Thank you, sir. And guys, don't forget to check out the San Diego Sabers radio podcast. And a Merry Christmas to you, Steve. And from here, we head over to the UK to hear from our one of our very long time supporters and a special guest on his end. So let's hear from the mighty Stubaka and his daughter, Ella. Are
1: rolling? Yeah. Oh, we're rolling. Yeah. Right, hi guys. It's Stu. You might hear another voice there. It's my daughter, Ella. Hi. We've just got back from seeing The Last Jedi. It's gone three in the morning. Yes. We're both very tired. Yes. I'm the emotional one out of the two of us. Yes. <laughs> um, we just thought we'd give you a quick few points on what we liked about the film. Uh, I don't think there's any... At the moment, there's probably going to be no points that we didn't like about the film. That'll start coming up when we see it again, yeah. maybe. Um, but let's talk about what we liked about it really quickly before I fall asleep. Ella, what did you like? Porks. You like porks, right? Yeah. I'm not so. I can stand porks, I suppose, just about. I like the fact that Chewy might be eating porks. No. Yeah, I know, I like that. No. He was probably eating them at some point before he became a vegetarian. <laughs> um, Yeah, puns are cute. I I get why they're there. Uh, I've got nothing against them, really, but, you know, they're all right. What else do you like?
3: When Kylo and Ray teamed up together.
1: That was pretty cool.
3: That was really awesome. Which, of course,
1: led on from Snoke being cut in half, which I was not expecting to happen. I couldn't believe it when that happened. I thought he was just going to get... Injured, perhaps somehow you'd know, just a slight nick, and then he would turn on both of them. But Maybe he got cutting off, so uh, which we then had that awesome team up. Yeah, that was really good. Which lasted for about thirty seconds, and uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, it wish it lasted
1: longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was brilliant. Um What else was brilliant?
3: Just the whole acting in
1: general. Acting was amazing. That was really top 90s. Mark, really cool. or... Mark Hamill and... Mark Hamill and Fisher were just... Everybody was, but that, for those, for me, those two really stood out. Mark, Mark was just bang on. Yeah, he played it really well. Yeah, I really liked it. Apart from the uh, milking part. <laughs> the, 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 the milking part was slightly weird for me. Uh, the green milk. Yeah, that you know, was... Interesting. That was weird. I don't quite know why I'm with that at the moment, but yeah, you it's know. funny. It, it, uh, yes, I think. Funny it was is funny. some <laughs> word for it. It was funny. Tossing the lightsaber over the shoulder at the beginning was funny. Yeah, I was not expecting no, that. No, I was not expecting that, no. no. Space battles obviously were amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, come on, I'm really tired. What else was amazing? What else have we got to say? Mm-hmm. Oh. Just kind of the whole thing in general, just the film was just. Don't really have words for yeah, it. No, we're going to get it in a few hours, and I'm wondering. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love it, but I'm wondering whether the more I see it, the more I calm down, and the more I sort of the think more you about relax, it, the more I relax into it, I might stop being a little bit nitpicky about it. Yeah. But I'm sure, I'm sure it won't go too bad. But that no, was brilliant. It um, was amazing. Yeah, I
3: really enjoyed
1: it. I think we'll sign off, guys. Yeah. I'm going to go to bed. I, Ella's probably going to go and go in for a few hours. Really but um, We'll see you soon. Thank you, guys. Bye. Speak you. Bye.
0: Bye, Stu. Bye, Ella. Thank you guys for, for chiming in at crazy o'clock in the morning. Really impressive that you were able to stay up that long and uh, chime in for us. Uh, but, Stu, I, I, I'm i not hearing enough poor glove there, buddy. We're going to have to talk about this, you and I, and straighten that out. But Ella said something that is right on the money, and it's the acting. Like Gone are the days of alleged or perceived bad acting in Star Wars. Like All three Disney-era Star Wars movies have delivered really good performances across the board. So I'm, I'm glad that has been eliminated from the bag of tricks that critics can use to to hammer away at Star Wars. Uh, but again, thank you both for chiming in. It was really tremendous to hear from you, and especially Ella, young Ella. Thank you. It was great to hear from you. Thank you so much. And now let's head over to one of the first, the first night, actually, of the Commonwealth. Let's hear from Ads
4: wow okay it's 11 o'clock I'm sat in my car again and I have absolutely no idea what I've just watched that was amazing in in parts uh, but bizarre in others um i I don't know whether I love it or hates the wrong word but Certainly, aspects of the film I, I just wasn't expecting. Um, I don't think I would have given that um, that outcome if if I had tried a few times to try and hit the mark with it. Um, I did not see Luke's end at the end. You know, at the end of the film, I did not see him him dying. Uh, I thought I thought it would be a sure thing that he would he would last to episode nine. I thought I was disappointed with Snoke. I I, I thought Snoke was going to be this big bad villain throughout the the trilogy, and he seemed to show incredible power, but then be tricked really easily into into dying. Um, I don't know what I make about Kylo now being the the big bad uh I'm not so sure about that i like that ray hasn't turned to the dark side i like that she is still very much the good guy the good girl to 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 root for um, i was surprised when leia showed her force ability although ugh, i'm warming to that I, I i'm glad that she she had the whole film and you know, what will be in episode nine, you know, is, is up for debate now again. But I'm glad that she she had her story and that wasn't changed. Um, what else? Uh, again, not so much R2. I love, love a bit of R2, so I would have liked a little bit more of him. Um, but enjoyed the BBA love rose i think rose is a fantastic character really really good loved uh the relationship she had with with finn uh a bit all over the place here but i guess the film seemed to sort of people just appeared when i I kept thinking oh how have you turned up just there i mean obviously the luke thing was understandable or explained at the end i thought that was incredible how he obviously used up all of his power to project himself onto the planet. Uh, so I think it was a really good fitting way for him to, to die. But I'm just, I'm just disappointed that he's not going to be there other than a force ghost. I suspect in episode nine, I loved seeing Yoda. Yoda was brilliant. Um, and I love the music, all oh, the music for Yoda and Luke. That was, that was a really, really good, uh, little side thing when Laura Dern's character, forgive me, I can't remember a name when Laura Dern's character first appeared and she was given the speech, it must have been deliberate there was a there was a uh, a nobody in the background who looked the spitting image of what George Lucas looked like when he was filming star wars in um seventy seven um if you get a chance to have a look back full on beard hair it it could have been george lucas uh what else i think really i'm going to need to see that again and probably again if not again to to get a clear idea of what my views are loved loved it, it, it didn't like certain things the extent of which I'm not sure. Um but yeah, I need to see it again. To to really to really get an idea of, of where I am. Totally expected to feel like this in the sense of not knowing how I feel. But uh yeah, I uh I will look forward to hearing about what everyone else thinks as well. Cool. Okay, I'm gonna go home now.
0: Bye. And I think that's sort of uh well thank you, ads as always, great to hear your voice, but I think ads really hits on something that so many people were feeling, and that is the, these absolute left-field shocks, these surprises that nobody was expecting. The way Luke went down, uh, what Kylo did to Snoke, all these things just were absolutely nuts, and we we didn't see them coming. Um, but you know what? I, from my perspective, I I'm glad that they gave me things I didn't know I wanted until I saw it, and I think all of the things that that played out uh, eventually will pay off. And as you're right, I think multiple more viewings are definitely in order. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no other way around that. This is a very dense movie. There's so much to go through. I've seen it twice at this point. And even at that, like, I know, you know in talking to the guys and talking to other people, and they say, yeah, did you catch that? And I'm like, no, like, I, I don't remember that particular line of dialogue or... I don't remember that particular shot. I mean, that's just the way it is when there's just, I think you can only absor- uh, ab- absorb so much in a particular setting or sitting. We're, we're, we need more time. <laughs> At least I do. It sounds like you do too. Um, but yeah, ads, as always, sir, great to hear your voice. Uh, thanks, thanks for checking in with us here on this episode. And we'll, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled ads edition lickety split. So thanks again, buddy. Now we're just going to hop over to the Emerald Isle and hear from the venerable Dave Donovan. Let's check in with Dave and see what he has to say.
5: Hey, boys. um, So after two viewings, I feel a lot better about this film. The first one just left me totally, totally bewildered and angry and just really angry. But the second viewing, it really came, came around and landed. I don't. The humour is just all over the shop, it's going to date immediately, it's forced. I wish they had made Luke a really solemn counterpoint to all of that, and they didn't. It doesn't, they needed to spend more time with Luke and Ray on the island and cut out the whole sequence on Canto Bite. It serves no purpose other than to be a big comment on US global weapons policy, which is to sell every, weapons to everyone and then blow them up. It just was too on the nose as a political comment. The I just when it works, it works. I think we we will eventually adjust to it. But I can't even begin to rank this right now. I don't know what it is. I mean, but you know, le- losing Luke at the end, I think is the big is the big hard sad part. But we get Luke and Larry reuniting, so I guess so that's something. It'll take a lot more viewings, I think, to to get this. But I can't see myself going back to, to this with anything like the frequency I did with *Force Awakens*. I know that's sitting here right now. Um. Okay. Thanks. Good luck.
0: Hey, Dave. Thank you, sir. That was, I guess, it counterpoints to some of the other um, sound bites that we've sort of rolled in so far. I don't know if I agree about the Canto Bite part. I know it kind of sticks out and it f- almost feels forced. I think that, that part's going to become more important as the years go on. Especially if they make Rose a bigger part of the trilogy. I think we'll look back on that, that sequence fondly. But you're right. <laughs> uh, y- yeah. Weapons policy is definitely uh, hinted at here. and More of the uh, like, like I mentioned in episode 106. Stuff about the haves and the have nots. That is definitely a big part of this here. Um, but you also mentioned more Ray and Luke together on the island. I, I can't disagree with that. I would have liked to have seen maybe a little more actual training between the two. Um, and, you know, at, at two and a half hours, its it's, man, the movie was long enough, although it didn't feel long, but could they have done. The movie Justice by making it two and three quarter hours. because they have added in some of those scenes that uh, were were cut out? It, it seems like two and a half hours should be enough to get everything done. But for me, the only answer is more footage. <laughs> this movie almost deserves uh, a director's cut, and I know that's not going to happen. But man, there's just there's so much there. And Dave, you also talked about losing Luke. You know. I, and again like I mentioned in episode one oh six, imagine being the guy that has to bear that burden of writing Luke out. You might you might fear for your life a little bit, but I think you know, and, and as fans it's something that maybe we were terrified of, or we should have been terrified of, losing our childhood hero. But I think the way it played out, and the way that was it was sort of softened for us, with Luke doing it his way and sacrificing for uh, Leia and the rest of the resistance, he did everything by by his agenda and using his philosophies, the, the new philosophies. And Dave, I think you've read the Legends of Luke book. I think maybe you'd agree that the Luke we meet in this movie uh, kind of jives with the Luke from that book. I'd, la- I'd be curious to get your take on that. But um, Dave, my friend, thank you for chiming in. It was great to hear from you. And uh, and we'll talk to you on Twitter, or Facebook, or email. And now let's move on to Katie. The wonderful Katie has some thoughts, and it's great to hear Katie's voice, so let's check, what, check out what Katie has to say.
6: Hey guys, it's Katie Stubbs here, K2SO, and I'm here today to give you my thoughts on The Last Jedi, so here we go. Uh, so Last Jedi was awesome, in my opinion. I will admit the first half of the film was a bit all over the place, in my opinion. But I do not mean that in a bad way. I just mean we were in this scene for a minute and then we moved into that scene for a minute and it was all very quick cuts and quick changes to different scenes. And uh, I just feel like in in past Star Wars films, there's certain sections where, there's certain sections of the film where you're you're on a specific planet or a specific place for quite a lengthy amount of time. So like Phantom Menace, you're on Tatooine for quite a long time. Empire Strikes Back, you're on Hoth for quite a lengthy amount of time in the first half of the film. So, I just felt that that was it it was a bit all over the place in that respect, but i again, I do not mean that in a bad way. I still enjoyed it, but I just kind of picked up on that in the first half of the film. The second half of the film definitely settled down i felt in terms of locations because we you know we were we were we were we were on like the fleet uh and then we were on Snoke's ship up two for a little bit, and then crate where the film kind of you know had its big climactic kind of ending. But uh, overall, I loved it. To me, it wasn't an Empire Strikes Back rehash, which I know there are still there are quite a few people out there saying it was. But for me personally, it wasn't. Yes, there were moments that made me think back to it, but you know, little nods here and there. But it was, it was not a total rehash. It not as much as I guess, The Force Awakens, had a lot of moments, like A New Hope. Uh, things definitely happened that I didn't expect that I didn't expect, didn't expect to, um, like Kylo, or Ben, I should say, turning from the dark side for a brief moment to help save and fight with Rey against the Praetorian Guards, which I loved, by the way. That scene was just amazing. The choreography and just the, the cinematography of that whole scene was just brilliant. Uh, And then Kylo killing Snoke. I definitely did not expect that, Uh, because I was expecting Snoke to be... Well, firstly, we we never actually found out like anything about him, like everyone was like, did, did, you know, was he Darth Plagueis or did he have some kind of relationship with Palpatine, and like none of that came to fruition, like none of that came to be, which I'm not mad at, I'm I'm totally fine with that still, but I was just surprised, and I was definitely surprised that he 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 died, because I was expecting him to be the big, to be the big baddie throughout this throughout the sequel trilogy, um. And now I just kind of think, like, who will take that role now? That makes me think, who will take the role of the big baddie? Because I don't, you know, Kylo is still very conflicted. We can see that. So I don't think he can rise to the challenge to be the big baddie. I mean, he's done some horrible things, and I think I think he will still maybe do some terrible things. But I don't know. I don't know who's going to be the big baddie. He's going to take Snoke's place. I mean, it could be Kylo, but I'm not too sure it, it will be him. So that's interesting. Uh, I wasn't also that sad when Luke died. I, of course, I was. Of course, I was sad, but I wasn't as sad as like when Han died in the Force in in the Force Awakens. Uh, it was a resolution I was okay with because to me it was definitely reminiscent of uh, Obi Wan in A New Hope. That you know how he you know he just fades and the cloak just the the cloak just falls to the floor and. It yeah, it definitely just brought back a lot of memories of uh, a new hope for me in that respect. Luke will be back in nine. I'm def I'm definitely convinced of that. And hopefully, as he said, more powerful than ever. Which again calls back to Obi Wan in what he said to Darth Vader. You know, if you strike me down, I will become uh, much more powerful than you can ever imagine. And he did. So I can definitely see that happening with uh, Luke. You know, he'll come back. I would imagine there's a force ghost in episode nine and he'll be there to kind of help Ray. That's what I'm hoping for at this point. Uh favorite scene is def- is is a tie. It's got to be between the Praetorian Guard fight with Ray and Kylo and uh and the Falcon turning up on Crate. Uh I just I enjoyed the beginning of that scene with the Falcon on Crate. Just, you know, it seems like all oh, hope seems lost because there, you know, the resistance is riding these really old and banged up speeders that look like they're not going to do anything, but then you know you get the shadow of the falcon just coming over the over the little speeders and you know Finn's reaction like whoa yeah like that was amazing just I loved it and then you get Chewie like doing this type of war cry and then you get the little porg doing one too so it's like they've bonded they've bonded over over their time together, but that was great. Uh but, I was kind of hoping also that um Luke might have been flying the Falcon. I kind of had a little hope inside me when I saw the Falcon like, oh my God has Luke come back to save the day like like Han did in in the in the new hope and but no, it was chewy, it was chewy and and, and the pork <laughs> but i I enjoyed it. I did enjoy that to see the falcon flying through the mines was great. It felt very similar to the trench to the trench run in a new hope, and it was I was definitely on the edge of my seat the whole time for that definitely because it, oh, it was just gripping stuff. Oh god, loved it. Uh, I am interested to see how they will handle Carrie Fisher or Blair in episode 9 cuz I I I highly expected her to bite to bite the bullet in this one and uh I think a lot of us did because of unfortunate tragic circumstances that happened. Uh and I almost thought she did bite the bullet early on in the film when um not Kylo, but his, uh, his, uh, uh Stormtrooper or TIE Fighter companions sh- shooting on the bridge of the ship, and she just, she just, you know, she flew out of there, like, and I looked to my, because I watched the film with my dad, and I looked at him, like, oh my god, oh my god, is, is she dead? I couldn't, even though I was kind of expecting it inside, I was like, I still didn't want to believe it, but, um, she was alive, and that scene of her using the force to, like, Bring herself, or to find the ship again. It that was beautiful. It was beautiful, the the just the, the art, the artistic kind of like look behind her, the music, and it was just brilliant. That was beautiful. Uh, but no, she she survived episode eight, which I, again I'm happy. But it just makes me think what's going to happen, because I'm thinking they can't. they I don't know. I doubt they're going to attempt a CGI layer for episode nine. I doubt they're uh, going to have another actress be a stand-in because I don't think her family and the, and the fans, to be honest, I don't think we'd really want that. But I don't know. It's kind of a tough thing, now, It's kind of a tough thing to see what happens with that. But uh, but I'm, I was happy she survived eight. But now I'm like, what's gonna happen in episode nine? Am I gonna am I gonna hate that she survived episode eight? Like, am I gonna say in episode nine, I like, wish well, she died in eight. I don't want to see this, but nah. Uh, one last thing uh, is what is something I'm happy about, also, I was really happy about, is that there was a lot more screen time for Poe. Which, uh, him being my favourite character at the new trio from The Force Awakens, uh, you know, uh, Ray, Finn, and Poe, uh, I was a very happy person to see. There was a lot more screen time for Poe, and he was a lot, you know, he had a lot more lines, he, he was just. He was even more badass in this film. And just I um, and I love Poe. Poe has got to be one of my favourite Star Wars characters and and I'm I'm hoping he'll like he seems like he's on he never got confirmed to be the leader of the of the resistance in this, but I obviously I think that's coming. Which I think he totally deserves. <laughs> and uh but yeah. I overall enjoyed The Last Jedi. It definitely did things I wasn't expecting. It's uh Ryan Johnson, you know, to be fair, you know, well played, he did not do The Empire Rehash, which I think people were worried about. And uh yeah, he did he made his own Star Wars movie and his and his own Star Wars movie was great and I now think that yeah, Disney made the perfect choice in picking him to make this film and they made also a good choice in uh in uh letting him handle a new trilogy once this one's done. But uh yeah, that is my thoughts on the last Jedi. I loved it. <laughs> I'm probably going to go at this point, but this time of recording, I've seen it once, and I'm probably going to go see it ten more times. So, thank you very much guys for all the awesome work you do on the podcast. This is my first time sending a voice recording. Uh, it may continue, I don't know, but uh, hopefully. <laughs> but, um, yeah, thank you very much for all the work you guys do, and uh, I enjoyed the film. So, yeah, thanks guys.
0: Katie, so good to hear your voice. And yes, it is the first time we hear from you via voice, and I hope it's not the last. I, turns out we're a little bit of like brain twins in, on this. I mean, you, you dumped a whole lot of thoughts there, and I can't disagree with a single one of them. We You echo pretty much exactly the way I, th- I feel about this movie. And I, you know, going back to the, one of the first things you said about people talking about this being an Empire rehash, and I just don't get it, like, what movie are these people watching? Have they seen either movie? I, I perplexing. I don't get that. Um, something I didn't hit on hard enough in episode 106 was the Kylo and Ray uh, team up. That was, that was so cool. Just that moment after, um, you know, Snoke's been dealt with, which was a, a shock in itself. Um, and Ray and Kylo were standing there facing one another. And it, there's that moment, for me anyway, just that moment where you think, are th- are these two going to throw down now? But they don't. You just The way they just sort of quickly pivot and go back to back and then just start going nuts on the uh, Praetorian Guard. One of the best moments in the film, no doubt about it. And then uh, you, you had talked about Kylo being the big bad, the First Order's supreme leader now. I don't know how that plays out either. He seems way too immature and short-sighted to be leading such a a huge military but uh, here we are and it'll be very interesting to see where they pick this story up in episode nine i I have no idea if they're going to pick up where events leave off or if there's going to be a a time jump of any kind uh we will see and hopefully we'll get some of those answers soon um but also wow luke dying or uh, can we really call it dying? In Star Wars, when you when you pass to become one with the Force like that, is it really death? Um, it was it was just so beautifully done. Like I remember watching it and just totally going with it. I I don't know if that was what I was supposed to be feeling. I don't know if I was supposed to cry or shed a tear or be happy for Luke. I don't know, but I just I was like, oh, that happened. Luke's gone, huh? And then of course we we had Ray and Leia sharing dialogue about Luke being gone and. Passing with purpose and no pain, and it was peaceful, and that really helped soften that blow. You know, when you finally come to the realization that Luke Skywalker is gone. Wow, and, you know that's something. That it's still kind of hard to believe, but their dialogue, Ray and Leia, really helped soften it and make it much more uh, palatable and easy, easy to take. Um, and then Chewie flying the Falcon. Let something I definitely didn't hit on in episode 106, but let's just take a minute and give a round of applause to my boy Chewie. Dude can fly a Falcon, man. He was really, really good. I, I love it. And mad respect for Chewie for, for sticking in his co-pilot chair and just leaving that spot for Han or Ray or whoever ends up taking control of the Falcon. He knows. He's the co-pilot. He's, he's the first mate, which is just excellent. But Katie... um. Great thoughts. Great to hear your voice. Thank you so much uh, for being such a big part of the show week in, week out. We, we love having you around. And uh, thank you for this awesome, awesome voice clip. And now we're going to come jump back to Canada, everybody. Come back to Rock in Newfoundland. We're going to hear from Nathan.
7: Hey, guys. Well, I did it. I saw the movie. Finally, after so long waiting, I saw the movie. What a great story. You know, you've got this terrible guy that is trying to be something that he's just not. And making things terrible for everybody around him. And then you've got the heroes that are trying to make the best of a bad situation and just get through it. You know, just trying to get to the end of the day. You know, this really is a story we've been waiting to see on the big screen since, you know, the mid-aughts. But I definitely think that everybody, every listener, and all you guys should definitely go see this movie. I highly recommend it. Everybody go out and see The Disaster Artist. Nah, I'm just kidding. Freaking The Last Jedi just came out. Holy mother. What a movie. You know, I was really apprehensive. A lot of you guys will know that I delve deep into spoilers. I don't care what I know about the movie. My biggest thing, especially in the the last week leading up to the movie was that I was terrified of reading opinions or at least too many opinions and getting preconceived ideas in my head going into the movie of what to expect or how other people feel kind of influencing how I think I should feel or how I end up feeling you know it can get weird when you go into a movie with too many preconceived notions but I didn't mind spoilers I didn't mind knowing what was going to happen what was going to be in the movie the look of things I thought all that was great so going in I had a pretty good idea of a lot of what was going to happen uh I know knew a lot of the big beats uh I just didn't know how or when they were going to happen I didn't know who was going to do what I didn't know how they were going to do it and I didn't know at what point in the movie it was going to happen uh and I didn't know when in comparison to other events it was going to happen. So all that was new to me going in. And experiencing that in the movie was, was awesome. And it didn't take away at all that I knew so much going into the movie of what was going to happen. And what was going to be in it and all that stuff. Spoilers did not ruin this movie for me. Which I'm really happy about because I, boy I knew a lot of spoilers going in. So, going in, I was really, I had some big concerns. I was concerned about uh, what Johnson was going to do with the force and how he might deviate from, you know, the way Lucas has, you know, brought us to understand the force uh, up to this point. Um, all that, I, I was worried for no reason. He gets it. Um, as far as I'm concerned, my understanding of the Force, I think I'm fairly in line with Ryan Johnson on that. So that was one of my big fears. you know. Another thing, were the Jedi actually going to end? I didn't think so, but I was worried that it was going to happen, and I didn't want that. I'm happy that that didn't happen. Um, things like that. Just general things that I didn't want him to do, he didn't do. And there were things that I wanted him to do that he did. And for the most part, that all lined up. Um, the The few expectations I had for the movie, or the few concerns and worries I had, they were all either met or, you know, unfounded. And you know, one of my predictions about Kylo Ren killing Snoke and assuming the role of Supreme Leader of the First Order? That was something I said... I think back in the spring that I wanted to happen. I think it was just after we saw the celebration teaser. I said I wanted that to happen. I didn't actually think it would. Um and it happened. It, or it looks to be that way. Going in the nine, it looks like Kylo Ren is going to be the supreme leader of the First Order. Uh I don't see a redemption arc coming for him, that's for sure, which I'm also pretty happy about. It looks like the Skywalker lineage is going to continue through Rey, even though she's not biologically a Skywalker. But I said from the beginning, I said from the moment uh, TFA ended, that I didn't care about that. I was happy to pass the uh, Skywalker torch on to a non-Skywalker. That doesn't bother me. And hey, you know what? The lightsaber's broken in half anyway. So, you know, that. I think that's pretty symbolic of... Uh, where we're going from here. That the legacy is not going to be the Skywalkers. It's going to be the Jedis. And it's going to be through Rey. Uh, which I'm pretty happy about. Uh, there were still a lot of questions unanswered in the movie. That's fine. I don't care. I'm I'm fine getting that material through you know, books and comics etc. Uh, I don't know how the general audience will feel about it. And how the reviews will reflect that. But that will be interesting to see. But yeah, I figure I've gone on way too long now. Um, bottom line, I love the movie. You guys know I saw it twice, opening night, Thursday night. Um, I went to a fan screening, which was fun. Uh, they had exclusive content at the beginning of the movie, before the movie played, and it was basically Ryan Johnson, um, a, a little introduction, two-minute introduction from Ryan Johnson. And then it was like a mini a video a mini documentary type thing where it opened up with John Williams conducting the London Symphony Orchestra um recording the soundtrack recording the opening theme and some other tracks from the soundtrack uh that was cool and it was intercut with some archival footage from you know the 70s and 80s and um intercut with some interview snippets with Williams and Johnson talking about the score and its intersection with the story. so it was a pretty uh, a pretty interesting little video and made it a little worthwhile. It pushed the movie back a bit so we had to wait a bit longer but I didn't mind because we were getting new music um, that we were about to hear anyway but you know it was it's always great to hear from the Master John Williams our Lord and Savior. So yeah guys love the movie. Um, the second time I saw it was definitely better. you make the connections a lot easier. Uh, So go see it a second time, and a third, and a fourth, and a fifth. I don't know how many times I'm going to see it this weekend, but it'll be more than three times. So, yeah, guys, take care. I hope you guys enjoy the movie. Can't wait to hear everybody else's uh, responses to it. And have a great show, guys. Later.
0: Nathan, thanks, man. So good to hear from you. And I'm I'm totally with you. And the next time I need to stay away from reviews and opinions about the movie before I see it. It did nothing but stress me out, like the entire Monday through Thursday, inclusively. It stressed me to no end. I, I just... But I couldn't pull away. I kept reading more reviews and then seeing split fan opinions, and it was driving me nuts. Like, what what were the fans who, you know, I'm part of fandom, what were they seeing? What were they unhappy with that the critics didn't seem to be bothered with at all? What was happening here? Uh, so yeah, so next time I, I'm gonna skip that entirely. Um, but yeah, as for spoilers, I think I enjoyed this experience more than with TFA. I, I was I was almost completely spoiled for that movie. I, I want to say I knew ninety percent of what was happening in that movie. And although you know I did like the movie, I definitely walked out of The Last Jedi uh, more surprised and more uh, fulfilled in, I guess, the movie-going experience because the surprises were genuine for me. Uh, and then uh, on Ryan Johnson, I was afraid from the get-go that he was going to try and be the, too smart for his own good, and I think he walked that line pretty well. Like He didn't do too much that I really disagree with. A couple of personal choices, you know, per- stylistic things that I don't know that I like quite yet. I don't know that they belong in Star Wars, but... You know, Star Wars is a weird thing, and it's a weird place sometimes. So, uh, I'll go with it. I'm willing to go with that. Um, and then, yeah, as far, as far as ending the Jedi, n- another point you were talking about, I, I, Ray's going to continue that thing. There's no, I don't, I don't think they'll ever, ever end the legacy of the Jedi. I just, I don't see that ever happening. That, like, that's crazy talk to me. Um, and yeah, and Ryan really did a lot of things in this movie that. Like I said earlier, he did things that when it happened on screen and it was a big surprise, I didn't realize it was something that I wanted. And one of the things I'm comparing it to now is Twin Suns. All through Season 3 of Rebels, we had thought about this big, epic matchup between Obi-Wan and Darth Maul that was coming. And then when we finally got to that episode, it was over in the blink of an eye. And we all kind of looked at each other and went, wait, what? That's it? That's, that's, this stinks. I've been ripped off. But then when you spent five minutes thinking about it, you go, no, Dave Filoni and crew made that make sense. It played out the way it should have. So it would, yeah, it would have been easy for these guys to give us all the crowd pleasing moments. But I think Ryan Johnson working in tandem with the story group as, you know, as he'd like to mention time and time again about how he moved to San Francisco and had, couple meetings a week with these guys they worked it all out they they kind of made the appropriate steps and in a way gave us a better movie by saving us from ourselves and not not necessarily doing the easy thing that would uh fix that rotten tomatoes audience score which is kind of meaningless anyway but yeah um kylo yeah i, I don't see redemption for this guy at this point i, I don't i you know if you've been listening to the show for any length of time you know that I love hating Kylo. I don't want to see redemption for him. Um, you know, he is complex and complicated, but I don't know that I want to see him back on the, on the light side, especially now that he's Supreme Leader. Like it's all on him now, unless unless things change, unless maybe like like Carlos has suggested, maybe Snoke wasn't even really in that throne room. Maybe it was his own sort of force projection. Projection, and we'll we'll see. We'll catch up with him again in nine, and he won't be happy. Uh... And then finally, um, yeah, it seems it seems pretty common that multiple viewings of this movie just seem to make it better and better, which which I find very difficult to argue with. The first time I, I really enjoyed it, but the second time, it's like the shell was cracked and things just got through so much easier, quicker, and deeper. Um, yeah, just a beautiful movie, and I, I I believe that we are better off with it than without it. Uh, but Nathan. Great to hear from you, sir. I hope everything's going well in Newfoundland and that uh, these awful winter storms that are bound to hit you don't hit you too hard. But how many times did you see? What was your final count for for The Last Jedi Viewings opening weekend? I'd like to know. All right, thanks, man. We'll we'll catch up with you soon. And now we're going to end things with Bradley and his young daughter, Avery. This is, this is about family after all, as Carrie Fisher liked to tell us. So sit tight. Let's hear what Bradley and Avery have to say, and they go on for, it's a good 15-minute chat between father and daughter, which is just lovely to hear. So stick around. I'm going to come back and wrap it all up and uh, let you guys go on your way.
8: Hello, Tumbling Saber. This is Bradley with uh, this week's thoughts and feelings on seeing The Last Jedi, and I've also got my youngest daughter with me, Avery, here to give her thoughts and feelings on the movie as well. Say hi, Avery. Hi. So, my initial uh, thoughts and feelings about The Last Jedi, um, I thought the movie was uh, very well done. Um, I liked it. Um, it uh, it didn't have any huge surprises for me, um, even though it does have a lot of twists and turns, um, which uh, I really liked. Um, but nothing um you know nothing like i am your father moment for me uh, which is okay but uh that did kind of um uh, you know i I kind of was anticipating a moment like that because i think we had heard um about a year ago that there was going to be you know some huge reveal or some huge uh, twist that was going to occur and i kind of was waiting for that and that never did uh happen And so, um, so what's your thoughts on it, Avery? Did you like the movie?
3: Yeah.
8: Yeah? What was your favorite part of the movie?
3: Um, my favorite part was probably the battle on, the battle with the red, the red dirt or red sand.
8: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the planet Crate. Mm Mm-hmm. That was your favorite part. That was pretty cool, wasn't it? Yeah. Did you think... Did you think Poe was going to die? No. Or, I mean, Finn was going to die when he was heading towards the, the big gun?
3: No.
8: You didn't? No. Not at any point? No. You know, to be honest, for a second there, I thought he was going to die. And I was like, oh, my gosh. He's he's not going to turn. And he didn't turn. Rose saved him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, did you think the movie was, was pretty funny? Yeah. yeah, it had a lot of little gags in it, didn't it? So what did you think about Captain Phasma dying?
3: I think it was time for her.
8: Yeah. She, she re- deserved it. Yeah. She didn't really do much, did she? No. I was I was disappointed that uh, her character once again did not come through for me. Mm-hmm. So when she died, I was I was glad she was over with. Please let her be over with. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you think about Rose? I liked
3: her.
8: You liked Rose? Mm-hmm. You did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of indifferent with Rose. I don't know. She kind of annoyed me a little bit. It may be just be her personality or something, but she's okay. She. I, I liked her more at the very end and what she did to save Finn. I thought that was pretty cool. What did you think about uh, General uh, Leia? What what did you think about her flying through space to save herself?
3: Whenever I was watching the movie and I saw that happen, I was like, of course it would happen.
8: Of course it would happen? Really?
3: No one's going to kill off Leia.
8: Yeah. I thought that scene was really cool. And it's totally different and unexpected for Star Wars. Yeah. And that kind of gave me a Clone Wars or Rebels kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that scene. I know some of my friends didn't care for it, but I liked it. That was pretty cool. What did you think about Luke and his his uh, face-off with Kylo Ren at the end and him really not being there?
3: I kind of, like, a little bit towards the end of their battle, I kind of kind of guessed that it was a hologram.
8: You did?
6: Yeah, yeah. just
3: a little bit. Yeah. Because I'm just like... Wait a second, uh-huh, but and then, in my mind, I'm just like, wait, but it wouldn't be a hologram because it's not all blue and staticky,
8: right, yeah,, so, yeah, it was his force powers, yeah, yeah, I didn't catch on to it quick, quickly, it fooled me, and we sh- if you notice when he steps up, he has his uh lightsaber on his side that. Ray has. That's the lightsaber that Ray and Kylo were fighting over and splitting two. So, how did he have that lightsaber on his hip? That should have been a dead oh, giveaway that, yeah. that something wasn't quite right there. Yeah. yeah. I didn't catch that until my second viewing. <laughs> mm. So, what'd you think about um, Cantobite? What'd you think about that planet?
3: What's Cantobite?
8: Where they were gambling at the casinos. Oh. What did you think about that planet?
3: I mean, I liked the fact that they destroyed it because I like destroying things.
8: Yeah, that's kind of fun, isn't it?
3: Yeah, and then the little horsey creatures.
8: Mm-hmm. The little? They're big.
3: Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the horsey creatures, I like them. Their faces were really cute.
8: Yeah, they were cute. Yeah, that was a neat scene because they did... I I really like the the scene where they're running through the town. Yeah, that's cool. And they're and just, breaking everything. They're breaking everything, yeah. That was pretty cool. What did you think about um uh, Octo or Octu, however you pronounce it? The planet the planet where Luke is at? Oh. Would what'd you think about the uh um what's those birds? What's the birds called? Porgs. Porgs? Yeah. What'd you think about the porgs?
3: They were so cute. They were cute, weren't they? I
8: want one for a pet. You do? Uh-huh. Yeah. I bet a lot of kids your age want one for pets. <laughs> yeah, I like those. I like the scene where Chewie was trying to eat one and they were giving the sad faces. <laughs> that was cute. Yeah, that was neat. Did you did you see the sea monster? Did you see the tail of the sea monster? Yeah. going? I love that shot. Uh-huh. I love I love that shot. I love the X-Wing shot. That was cool. That was neat seeing it submerged underneath the water there. That was pretty neat. Luke's a pretty good fisherman, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of fish. Yeah. I liked all the scenes on Octu. What did you think about because um, this is different than all the other Star Wars. What do you think about um, Rey and Kylo being able to see one another at when they're not even in the same place at all? And so they're through the Force, they're able to see one another and talk to one another. What did you think about that? It
3: was really cool.
8: That's really cool, isn't it? They have yeah. to
3: have some kind of connection to do that, though.
8: Yeah. Well, Snoke said that he... Was was the mastermind behind all of that? Oh, true, true. Yeah. So he was allowing that to happen. So, what'd you think about Snow? Snoke dying the way he is? Snow. I said snow. Well, it is Christmas time, and we might be getting snow, so I've got snow on my brain. <laughs> <laughs> what'd you think about Snoke dying the way he died?
3: I think that was really cool. His body just split in half.
8: I know. that. I guess. You know, I, you know. Earlier, I said I wasn't shocked by something. That kind of shocked me. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah. But that wasn't a big that wasn't a big reveal or anything. But that was a that was very unexpected for sure.
3: Yeah. And I was mad at Kylo whenever he said that Ray killed Snoke. Clearly, he killed Snoke.
8: Yeah. Well. He, you know, Ben is, you know, he lies about a lot of things. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you think he's lying to Ray about who her parents are?
3: Definitely.
8: Definitely, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I noticed that all the ladies in our group, when we saw the movie, all said Ben was lying. Where the guys weren't too sure. Like, we were kind of thinking maybe he was actually telling the truth. But all of y'all ladies think that he's lying, huh? Yeah, y'all can see through him right. Yeah. So if he's lying, you know what that means? What? We don't know who her parents are still yet. And maybe we'll find out in episode nine, right? Maybe, hopefully.
3: And at the end, it kind of shocked me because there were those three kids. Mm Mm-hmm. And that one boy, Mm -hmm. like, used a little bit of the force to get his broom to him.
8: I know. Well, I'll be honest, I don't like that scene. Why? Because I don't, I I don't, I wanted it to end on the Falcon. I felt like that's where the movie should have ended. But after talking to y'all a little bit, I understand why that scene's there. Because it's, you know, meant to say, hey, there's... More Jedi. There's more Jedi, or there's more, there's that spark is still in the galaxy. There's still people with hope. All that, all that good stuff. And so, you know... So overall, you really like the movie. Yeah. You like it better than the Force Awakens, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I do too. Um, I know.
3: I, I also like the part where um, Kylo Ren and Rey were like fighting those red guys.
8: Yeah, the guards. Together. Yeah, that was pretty cool, huh? Especially the the way it opened up, and they were in slow motion. That was cool. Yeah. And
3: then Ray passed the lightsaber to Kylo, and he's like... Doo-doo-doo.
8: He caught it and yeah. just turned it on for a second and mm-hmm. got him right in the head. Yeah, that was a cool shot. Yeah. That whole, that whole sequence was really neat. I liked, I liked that fight scene. It was neat to see them fighting on the same side. And did you think that when Kylo was offering his hand to her, that she was going to take his hand and join him? No, at no point you thought that, huh? Mm-mm. But what? But what were you thinking when her hand was lifting up like that?
3: I'm just like, oh, she's about to.
8: She's gonna pull it away, maybe. Yeah, she's or... about to
3: get something in.
8: And... Yeah. Well, yep, she tried to take the lightsaber from him. Yeah. She almost did, didn't don't... she?
3: Well, technically, she did take it.
8: Yeah, but... I've been. Yeah, it's cutting two. But. Yeah, that was cool that we got to see the cobble crystal inside of it, right? Yeah. I mean,
3: if you still have the Kaiba crystal, then you can make a lightsaber. Oh, yeah.
8: Well, I'm pretty sure. You just gotta sh- have the face. Yeah. What did, what did you think about, um, you know, the whole thread with uh, Poe and him, you know, learning to be a good leader? What did you think about that?
3: Blow stuff up.
8: Yeah, he finally, he finally did, he he learned a lot of valuable lessons, didn't like he? Like blowing stuff up. Yeah, like blowing stuff up, yeah. Yeah. What do you think about his name, Flyboy? You don't like Flyboy? Mm-mm. I thought that, that's very Star wars so I like I it. I don't like it. Yeah. What did you think about Ray using the force to lift all those rocks at the end?
3: It's funny because Luke said it's not about lifting rocks.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it wasn't about lifting rocks at that point, even though she was lifting rocks. It was just about, you know, it was about using the force the proper way and letting it flow through her and letting it guide her.
3: I was sad that I didn't see any of those, what's it called... The creatures from The Force Awakens.
8: The creature from The Force Awakens? You know, the
3: big, fat ones with the tentacles? I forgot the name of it.
8: Oh, the Raftars? Yeah, I
3: wanted to see a Raftar.
8: You did? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, a, that was a Force Awakens creature. We might, Maybe we might see one in Episode 9, right?
3: Yeah.
8: Yeah. Yeah, you, you and me are like one of the few that like those creatures. A lot of people don't care for them. But I like them. Mm-hmm. But that's one of our favorite scenes in the whole movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tell that to Ganja Club. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Tell that to Ganja
8: Club. Yeah. You like that part. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our initial thoughts on the movie. We loved it. We enjoyed it. Um, I think right now I have it as my fifth. Or I have it as my sixth favorite Star Wars movie, including Rogue One. Why are you shaking your head? Because
3: I Because it's my first.
8: It's your first? Yeah. That's your favorite Star Wars film of all time?
3: Yeah, because it, all was, right. it was three hours long. I
8: know. The longer, the better, right? Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> and I also like the part where Luke just throws the lightsaber behind him. He don't care.
8: Yeah, about that it. was unexpected. <laughs> he don't care he, about it. He don't care about right? it. Uh, Oh, we could go on and on about this movie, couldn't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll wrap it up here, but, um, yeah, it's, it's number six right now, but I'm pretty sure it'll move up for me. It's all these movies. I kind of have to chew on them a little bit, see them, you know, a couple hundred times, and then I just fall in love with everything about them. And, uh, yeah, it'll move up for me. But, uh. That's all we've got for you guys this week. Hope everyone um, enjoyed the movie as much as we did. Um, you know, they in a way they kind of cleared the table in a sense. They reset things, and so it's going to be interesting to um, see what they come up for, come up with for episode nine. Is there something you want to say before we go?
3: Have a merry Christmas.
8: Yes, have a merry Christmas from the Hall household. We'll talk to y'all guys later.
0: Bye. Man, oh man, you guys did a great job, Bradley, Avery. My hat is off to you both. That was just, uh, really well done. like you guys did the whole movie in about fifteen minutes, and I think you hit all the major beats. Nice job seriously uh, but i I gotta follow up on this. snow in Texas. Tell me more, Bradley, tell us say it ain't so <laughs> is is a white is a white Christmas in Texas like uh, an omen of good luck or does, is that a rarity what let me let me know. I I, I got to know what what that's all about. Um, and you know what? I I love that Avery is made of stern stuff here. Like I, she she brushed off Finn Finn being in danger, and she was just like, yeah, she had, I, she, Avery's got ice water in her veins. Good on Phasma. She deserved it. She's she's a real unflappable cool cat. I love it. And I mean, you guys really did hit on everything. So I'm I'm not gonna backtrack on all the stuff that you guys said because you guys said it so well. Um, but the thing you said most of well of all, I think, Avery, Merry Christmas to you too, and to everybody who took part in this, thank you all so much. This was really, really special to put together. I mean, look at this. Here we are. We're still rolling at an hour and ten minutes and it's all you guys. You guys did this and I'm, I'm floored. By, by your contributions, I, I, this this is just one of the most unique experiences for me in the two years I've been doing this, and I, I think this is this will be unlike any other podcast out there in Star Wars fandom, whereas where it's just friends and listeners of a particular podcast airing their thoughts. Um, beautiful stuff, guys! Thank you so much. Uh, I'm gonna let you guys go now. I think this this bonus episode has been. Going for quite some time, and I think you guys have heard enough of our voices. When you look at uh, this this podcast plus episode 106, which clocked in at nearly three hours, so hopefully you had the patience to to get through that. And we still have more to do. I still have leftover show notes that we didn't get to somehow in episode 106. So later this week, if we can make it work, uh, we're gonna drop another podcast in your feed. If not, that you know that'll that'll occupy the Episode 107 slot, but still so much to say. Uh, but most of all, for now, it's a, it's it's a big thank you from me to you guys. And um, again, I I just can't say thank you enough. I'm repeating myself. I sound like an idiot at this point, like I normally do. But I really can't thank you guys enough for for following following up and coming through with absolute flying colors. Uh, so that's it, everybody. Uh, again, if if you're listening to this and you're not yet a powerful friend. Um, head over to Patreon.com/tumbling uh, saber and you can just check out the options there for two to three dollars a month. Crazy stuff happens when you when you join up, and you can ask <clears throat> you can ask any of the people here who left a voicemail today, and I think they might agree that being a powerful friend is pretty cool. So that's it, guys. Um, again, one last time, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you again later this week. Our Sithmas special is coming. And that's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, So we'll see you guys then. Take care.